Good morning, church. Who's excited to be in God's house this morning? So if I could have the ushers come forward, we're going to receive our tithes and offerings. And so when I think about um, giving, I think about how God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. So giving really is an opportunity for us to continue worshiping God with all that he's given us. So we're just going to pray. God, I thank you for this offering. God, I thank you that it's going to go and further your kingdom, Lord. I pray you would bless it and that um, people will just come to hear your name because of these gifts that have been brought, Lord. And we just thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So I have a couple announcements for you. Yesterday we had our Adopt a Highway, and it was a great success. And I just want to say thank you to everyone who came to help. And also, we just want to thank Kevin and Laura for just leading this ministry and always giving 100%. And we have um, an upcoming event for our youth group. It's our See the Light movie night, and this is on October 28th from 7 to 9, and we'll be watching the movie Cars here in the sanctuary. So this is a great opportunity for the church just to come and support our youth as they raise money for missions. And there is a $5 fee per person or $15 per family. And then just a quick reminder to just drink your coffee out in the foyer, not bring it in the sanctuary, just so we can keep it nice and clean in here. And you're probably wondering why I'm doing announcements this morning, but um, I'm from Faith Bible College International, and for 10 days, our school will send us out to do ministries in the areas in like northern New England. So I got to come home for 10 days, and it's been so much fun to be back here and just serve. And I just love coming home because here at church, this is like my second home, and I'm just so thankful to have spent it with you all. Um, we have a video that's just going to tell a little bit about the college, and if you guys have any questions or want to get more information, I have a booth out in the foyer after service. The task is too great, your return is too soon, eternity is too long to play games. God, do what you want done today, that these men and women are prepared for the future, and that your name is glorified. We really believe that trained men and women are really going to be able to reach today's generation, really emphasize building the character of someone, and that person can go out and do ministry. The greatest thing we can do for our students is to build their confidence, give them some experience, and then graduate them debt-free so they can go absolutely anywhere God leads them to go without having to worry about the financial debt from being trained for ministry. I knew this was the right decision and where God was calling me just from the peace I have from being here and the presence that God has in this place and the community aspect of the school in general. I really would say the school is unified. I mean, that's a big thing, obviously, in the church world today. And it really feels like the school's like a family. And when you go to dorm, even though you mess with each other, it's still that bond like you have with a brother. And you've really just, you can experience that when you come to faith, is that you would all love each other and just seeking after God. From classrooms to going to the chapel, um, everything here is just centered around getting to know God more, and then from that, learning how to reach out to other people and um, share God with them. Really prepares you for whatever you want to do in life, right? 
uh, wherever God is going to place you, whether it's a traditional ministry or non-traditional ministry. I think the most important thing they do here is with spiritual growth and helping you to, to grow from the inside out. You learn it in the classroom and then you get to do it hands-on and that really has solidified it for me so that um, I will feel confident going out into the ministry once I graduate here that I know what I'm doing but I'm also leaning upon the Holy Spirit to do what God's called me to do. Just having those opportunities to where you truly get to go out and be the hands and feet of Jesus. You have those opportunities to meet people where they're at and show them the love of Jesus like I've gotten to do a clothing and food drive. I've got to preach before. I've gotten to do all these different things to where I truly do get to be the hands and feet of Jesus here on earth. So many times you say after these four years I get to start my ministry or this and that, but you truly start your ministry the first day you walk in. Thank you so much for allowing our students to come and serve your ministry. We're so excited about what God is doing here at Faith Bible College International. We are graduating students who are prepared, trained for ministry, and they're also debt-free. That means any door that God opens for them to go through, they can, and they're going to make a world of difference. If you'd like to partner financially with Faith Bible College International, you can go to our website, faithbci.org, or Get your phone out, here comes a QR code. If you'll take a picture or scan that QR code, that will give you a direct access to where you could give as well. I've got great news. Everything that donors give this year, up to $250,000 is doubled. $10 becomes 20, 100 becomes 200, 500 becomes 1,000. Everything that you give is going to help train men and women to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ all over the world and to make a difference. May God bless you, and thank you for partnering with Faith Bible College International. Hi, my name is Jonathan. I'm the admissions rep at Faith Bible College International. Campus Days this semester is happening on October 20th to the 22nd. If you are a student, or if you know a student that's interested in ministry and that's, and that's got the call of God on their life, you can refer them to us. Campus Days is a free three-day event for every high school student and graduate where you get to come and experience what faith life is like. The classes, the chapels, and the different activities. You even get to stay on dorm with a student. If you want to register, go to our website at www.faithbci.org campusdays or there's a QR code that's coming on your screen. So scan it and you can register there. Hope to see you soon on October 20th, the 21st, and the 22nd. God bless. Hello, everybody. So campus days is what he was talking about, and that's for um, any any high school kid and above. Um, you know what I thought was cool is there's a woman who attends that that school, right, Gabby, who is um, like in her 60s, right? So it's not just for kids, right? <laughs> nice, <laughs> and I, everybody likes her too. I guess she's kind of like the mom there, right? Yeah. So I know you saw some cameos there. You saw Gabby. I think you saw probably Seth. You guys remember Seth? Cece was in there. And next week we have a special guest speaker from Faith Bible College. And, um, which is really cool because pastor believes that um, to kind of pour back into those those young people because that's what was done with him when it came to him to, you know starting his ministry being in ministry so um, we get to hear from him you don't want to miss that next week he is he's a great he's a great preacher and he's a great young man of God 
And so this is the third week of our series called No Other Gods. This one's called No Other Name. Um, so the first week we spoke about identifying our idols and where in us, God, is there anywhere in us that might be grieving you where I might have some sin or, or maybe I have an idol in my life where I've turned to something other than you, where I've desired something besides you. So that's what we were talking about. In the second week, we talked about removing those idols, destroying them, tearing them down by remembering our first love, remembering God, remembering worship of him, but also repenting, turning from that sin, turning from that idol and running to him, going back to God. And then that last um, thing was to replace um, that idol with God, with his presence, by being led by the spirit instead of led by the flesh, replace those idols with God and more of him. And so this week we're talking about the name of God, to exalt that name, to put him back where he belongs, that proper place in the throne of our hearts. So, uh, we, and we also know, where's my little clicker here, that, um, or I should say, this has been the verse kind of that we've, we've had the whole three weeks, that God says this, you shall have no other gods before me. And what we've been talking about is idolatry. Anything that replaces God in our hearts is an idol. So we should, you shall have no other gods, no other idols. God, this is his place and his place alone, right? To have that, to totally occupy your heart and your mind and your thoughts, to love him with all your heart, soul, and mind and strength. And so uh, I want to share a quote with you from this man named Dale Carnegie. I don't know the man, <laughs> but I've been reading this a lot when I was doing my studies. And I guess he's um, an author and probably a public speaker from like back in the 50s. And he says this. A person is more interested in their name than in all the other names on earth put together. Remember that name and call it easily, and you have paid a subtle and very effective compliment. But forget or misspell it, and you have placed yourself at a sharp disadvantage. I would say that that is an understatement. I don't know if you guys remember me getting on Steve last week about how when we were first dating, he forgot how to spell my name, and he got it engraved in a bracelet, and it was the wrong spelling, right? So this one's for him. He's out there because he had to hear it for, I don't think he's in here. No, he's right there. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. I told Steve earlier, I said, I said, this is all for the glory of God <laughs> that I bring back all his mistakes. One day he's going to get up here and I'm just going to go out of town. <laughs> he has way more to talk about me in the negative than I do with him. But yeah, I love that. And he goes on to say this, uh, Dale Carnegie, he says, one of the simplest most obvious and most important ways of gaining goodwill is by remembering names and making people feel important. Yet how many of us do this? And uh, it was funny because uh, I shared this testimony in first service where I have a thing with names, right? And it probably was pride. I'm just going to tell you, transparent. I was pretty prideful, and sometimes I still am. <laughs> but I know back, like, years ago, there was a man who, uh, a mighty man of God, he served God with all his heart, and for the life of him, he could not get my name right. Every time he would see me at church, he would call me somebody else's name. Uh, this one name, which I guess is all right, because he just, I, he thought that I was this person, and he would call me, he would call me this name, and I remember um, his wife being downstairs with, with him one time, and another woman walked through, and she, she called, said hi to him and his wife, but he, she called his wife a different name. And he was like, oh, no, no, that's not her name. And I was like, oh, how you like it now, <laughs> right? <laughs> it is so wrong. I didn't say it, but I was thinking it. And I was like, mm-hmm. But um, come to find out that I'm the one with the problem with names because I don't know if you're like me, but I'm that type of person that will be, I'll see you and I'll say, 
especially in church here, people will come and I'll be like, hi, hi my name's Selena, what is your name? And they're like, yeah, I, I met you last week. <laughs> you know, like, you should know me. And so I'm the one, right? I guess I was reaping what I sowed because I forget people's names, right? <laughs> so that's my problem, and God is really showing me and shining a big old light on that one. But, yeah, over, I'm over it now, I hope. <laughs> but, yeah, that's cool. There's one name that we should remember above all others, and that's the name of Jesus. That's the most significant name. Isaiah 43.1, we read this. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. So not only has he not forgotten your name, but he gives you a name. He says, you are mine. You belong to him. I love that he will not forget our name because we belong to him. So great. Our name not only points out who we are and differentiates us from somebody else and like, oh, that's, you know, that's Lisa, that's Larry, right? We know that that's their name. It also, it, it also identifies or speaks of our attributes and our characteristics, right? I, I know this is true because sometimes you can hear a name and you're like, oh, so-and-so's coming over to the house. And I'm like, oh, that's so great. They're stopping by. And then maybe there's another name that you hear. And it's like, well, so-and-so is coming by the house. I'm like, oh, I, I got to go somewhere. I got an appointment. And we like, I don't even have a watch on, but I'm looking at it because it's like that name, <laughs> right? There's something about that person I don't want to be around. And maybe the other ones, it's, it's, it's great. But right. So that, and I just say this, sometimes people are prickly because they've been through a lot of stuff, right? We don't know their story, but, but we should get to know them. Right? Because not only is their name significant, but their story in their life is the person behind that. And that's why we want to get to know the names of God, because we want to know him at a deeper level. We want to know all his attributes and his characteristics, because there's so many. He is so big. He is so good. He is so vast. Names have meaning. A lot of you name your kids um, after your, your family or your, you know, I named my daughter, Gabriella, after my mom, Elizabeth, it's her middle name, Gabrielle Elizabeth. And my mom, Elizabeth, is here today in the back. Raise your hand, Mom. Yeah, that's my mom. Listen, you guys don't understand the story behind my mom being here, but <laughs> it's a good thing. Like, God, God was in this, wasn't he, Mom, for a lot of years to get her here. And he gets all the glory. It's a good thing. I love you, Mama. I'm so glad you're here. And so... We name our kids after our, our family. Christina's named after Steve's grandmother, Carol. So Christina, Carol, that's why we call her Cece. And so you guys probably do the same. You've probably named your kids after a family member or maybe somebody in the Bible because those names have meaning. Here's some names in the Bible. Isaac, which it means laughter. I like that because I want to laugh. Don't you want to laugh? <laughs> yeah. Pastor will come back and he'll have some fresh jokes for you, I promise. <laughs> Esau means hairy. I don't know about that one. <laughs> Jacob means replace. He was renamed Israel when he wrestled with God, meaning Israel prevails with God. And I, I read another thing that said God perseveres. And I was like, yeah, that's because when we get in a fight with God, God wins, <laughs> right? He's the one that perseveres. I read this name, Esther. What, we, Esther was here in first service, but Esther from the Bible, it means secret or hidden, means star. Deborah, I see Deborah here. I don't know, maybe you have another meaning, but I read B. Is that correct? B. Um, and then I had to put Elizabeth in there because my mom's here and my daughter's here. It means God's oath, dedicated to God. That is the truth. Naomi means pleasantness. Ezekiel, I had to say this one in first service. I see his family here. 
When you say Ezekiel, though, you got to say his whole name, right? Ezekiel Rodney Aaron Darchek, because this is a mighty young man of God downstairs in Kids Zone. <laughs> and you know that's what his name means? It means strength of God. So good. Hannah means gracious, merciful, favored by God. And then there's those names that pastor likes to make fun of that, well, I don't know if he makes fun of this one, but this one's a, this one you don't want to name your kid, I don't think. Ichabod. The, Ich, Ich, <laughs> call him Ich. <laughs> the glory of God is gone. And this one my girls and I laugh about. We laugh at all the time. Gosh, I hope nobody hears the name Ichabod. I'm really sorry if it is. <laughs> I, God's going to work that out of me too. Um, this one means doe and gazelle. And it's not so bad, but the sound of it is Dorcas. I think I've called my daughters that before just to, come here, you Dorcas. <laughs> I'm sure they've called me that too. <laughs> And sometimes we wonder, gosh, what are parents thinking when they name their kids, right? Again, I have down here, CPK's previous sermons makes fun of names. So you've got to check those out. They're, they're, they're in the archives. I love that um, Jesus says in Revelation 2.17, to the one who overcomes, he will give a new name to. I can't wait to hear that. I, I know it's good. And I was saying in first service, I know it's probably not Dorcas. But then again, maybe it is. I don't know. Because <laughs> he has a sense of humor, right? I, I read an author's description of God, like of, of the many names of God, because he was asking this question, why, why are there so many names of God? You know, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, you know, Elo, Elohim. And um, he, he kind of compared it to light. So you take white light, right, and you break it up, and, and you break it up, and it's like into seven different colors. But it's one light. You know, God's one God. But there's so many different facets and layers and levels and richness and depths and just blow your mindness right in his name that we gotta we gotta search those out so that we know who God is. Because the more we know him, the more we put our trust in him. And those who know your name put their trust in you, for you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Isn't that a good thing? We need to seek him. Seek and find. And he will not forsake you. So we need to learn his names because we need to know him more. We need to be able to magnify him and honor him the way he deserves to exalt him to that proper place in the throne of our heart. Him above all others. No other God. No, not, no one or nothing even beside him. And we need, we need to know his name because, let's face it, there, we're going to go through times of testing and trouble. Right? We're going to have those trials in our life. Some of you may even be going through something like that right now. Those are the times, though, that when we put our trust in God, that he reveals himself to us in a more deeper level, more intimate way, more powerful way, where he just steps into your situation and shows himself strong, compassionate, merciful, whatever it is that you need. And then the next time when we have a trial, because you know we will, you're going to remember that, and you're going to call upon that name. You're going to remember how Jehovah Jireh showed up. Jehovah Shalom gave you peace. Stronger in our trust with him, trusting in him more. It's kind of like I, I talked about this last week about how when we're in a relationship, our marriage, how at the very beginning, remember how I said, remember your first love? And I kind of said, remember um, when you were first in love and how you couldn't stop thinking about that person and you got the butterflies and all that kind of stuff. And that how, as you continue on in your marriage, um, how you still love that person, but the love is different. It's, it's more solid. It's, it's kind of more trustworthy. It's more, um, it's rich. 
you know, and, and probably too because how many how many of us can say we've been some through through some hard times together, and you know when you go through some hard times with that person that you become stronger. There's now a bond with them. This is the same with God. I get to know Him in a more personal way, right? I know some of you are probably thinking, yeah, and sometimes I just want to get rid of them. <laughs> not, not God, though. Uh, maybe, maybe your spouse, and I hope that's not the case, because when you put God in the middle of your marriage, then you guys grow closer and stronger, right? And you don't want to kick them out. <laughs> so we need to know God because his names, because we need to know him more, because we're going to have those times of trouble, but also because there is no other name by which we are saved but, but the name of Jesus we need to know that name, and we need to speak that name, and we need to trust in that name. And so we're going to take a look at some names um, from the Old Testament, uh, God's names. There's three primary names that we see in the Old Testament. The first one is Elohim. It's one of the most common names for God. And sometimes it's also used kind of more of a generic name for God. So even like the you know lesser gods or false gods, I should say, maybe had that name, kind of like when we say gods, like, you know, the false gods or whatever. But when it was used by, by the children of God and for the intent that it was meant, um, that it's talking about God Almighty. The first mention of this, and also the spelling is G-O-D. You see that in the Bible, it's G-O-D. The first mention of it is in Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God, there it is, created the heavens and the earth. That root word is the word L. I love that this Elohim, though, is plural. We read in Genesis 1.26, let us make man in our image, right? Speaking of not more than one God, speaking of one God in three forms, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And speaking of the Trinity. So I, th- I love that. I think that's so cool. So Elohim refers to strong, infinite, all-powerful creator. The next one is Yahweh. And actually, oops, I went backwards. <laughs> Yahweh. And actually, that's four letters that really, really, we have added this, the, this, the, um, the vowels, sorry, nouns, the vowels later on to form it to be the word Yahweh or Jehovah. You, you hear that word Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi. That's that word Yahweh. We've been talking about that name. That's the proper name of God. There is no other God. That is the name that sets him apart from all the rest. That is, that is the holy name of God, the covenant name. We, we um, had that verse, Exodus 21, uh, where it says, I am the Lord your God, right? I am the Lord your God. Lord, that is, that is how you spell it, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. When you see that in there, it's talking about Yahweh, the one who has always existed, the great I am. He was, he is, and he always will be. This is the name that, that he revealed to Moses. If you guys remember that burning bush experience of Moses, he was tending his father-in-law's sheep. About for 40 years he was there. He had run from Egypt. He had a calling on his life. He had run from that because he murdered an Egyptian, because the Egyptian was beating Hebrews, and so a Hebrew boy. And so he, he, he killed him. And then he also had approached some other Hebrews for who were fighting. His people were fighting, and he, he's like, you know, break it up or whatever. He's calling them out on it, and then they turn around and call him out and said, why, are you going to kill us too? And so he was a wanted man. He was known. He was found out, and so he fled. He fled Egypt to Midian, and there he was tending his father's sheep, like I said, for about 40 years when he, when he had the burning bush experience where God, Yahweh, called him Moses, and he approached, and, 
And he, that's the story you know where he had to take off his sandals and shoes because he was on holy ground. Because he's learning about the holy God. I love that. I, I, lo I love this. I, I'm going to get into it in a minute because I don't want to get ahead of myself. But let's, let's um, I just want to, yeah, sorry, I've got to back up a little bit. So, so Moses is talking to God, Yahweh. And Yahweh's telling him, you need to go back to Egypt and deliver my people from slavery, from the land of Egypt. And Moses is like, well, why would they listen to me? Or who are the, you know, I, I feel like this is what he was saying. Why would they listen to me? Like, who am I? Who do I tell them sent me? And this is what he says. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, say this to the people of Israel, I am has sent me to you. The root word of, of that, of uh, Yahweh, is I am. That's, that's the root word. I am that I am. Again, I, he always was, he, always, he, he is, and he always will be. This is the name and the term that Jesus called himself, making him equal to God because he is God. Jesus said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. And then they picked up stones to stone Jesus, but it wasn't his time. Why were they doing that? Because they thought he was blaspheming, saying that he's God, and they didn't, they didn't think he was. But he is. He is God. Jesus is God, and that's what he was telling them. We go on to read in Exodus 3.15, God also said to Moses, Say this to the people of Israel. The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and thus I am to be remembered throughout all generations. When it says Lord there, it's, it's, it's speaking of Yahweh. I am who I am. Tell them Yahweh sent you. Tell them Jesus sent you. I love that because it's like, who am I, God, right? I, I, I'm the man that killed somebody. I'm a sinner. I'm just a man. Pharaoh ain't going to listen to me. I can't take him, right? Well, who do I tell them sent me? Sometimes you and I, we think that we are inadequate. Like we're not capable of doing what God has called us to do. We're not maybe smart enough, educated enough, or, you know, have enough money or whatever the case may be. But listen, when God sends you, he sends you, and you go in his name. Yahweh sent me. Next time you feel feeling like somebody's like, what do you, who do you think you are? Just be like, Jesus sent me. Jesus called me and I'm going. Right? Remember that. I need to hear some amens. <laughs> okay? <laughs> I just want to make sure you guys are awake. Yahweh sent you. Another name is Adonai. And that is, means sovereign and Lord. And that is the lowercase Lord. Capital L and then the lowercase O-R-D. And that refers to the master-servant relationship. You know, I love that because in this, this, all, this three weeks, we've been talking about if we bow down, if we're, we're meant to worship God, right? We're meant to serve him. But if we don't serve him or worship him, then we will serve somebody or something else. That which we worship is that which we are enslaved to. And we are supposed to be enslaved to Jesus, right, to God. He is a good God. He is not one of those lords that, that lord it over you like a tyrant, Everything is good for him, from him. We get goodness from him. We get faithfulness. We get blessing. We get purpose, healing, provision. The first mention of this is in Genesis 15, 2. But Abraham said, O oh Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless. 
and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. Abraham is coming to God as that faithful servant, going to his master, asking him about an heir. And God says this to him, fear not, Abram, I am your shield. There is another name. How many times? We need a shield, right? Those, those, those arrows from the enemy, people's attacks, just, just this world getting all on us and just, you know, tripping us up. We need his shield. We need him. He says this, fear not, Abram, I am your shield, your reward shall be very great you will have a son trust me right adonai was used in place of yahweh because that name yahweh was thought to be so holy that if it was spoken it might it might break the third commandment it was just too holy to speak too holy to write that third commandment is this you shall not take the lord your god's name in vain that word vain we talked about that it means insufficient it means empty it means worthless it means false god right all those things are attributed to idols so we're not to think of god as those lesser gods we're to think of him as the holy god the one above all gods and so when we use his name when we when we go to him we have to remember who it is the one the one that we are going to what he is who he is and what he is capable of doing he is the one that delivered us out of our our slavery the yoke of sin and, and bondage Remember who he is. Don't, don't take the Lord's name in vain, they said. They didn't want to do that. They were afraid. Just saying it. I love that reverence for God and his name that they had. That they didn't even want to say it because if I say it, then, man, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Now, here we, we think of the, that commandment not to use the Lord's name in vain. We think of it as, like, don't say a cuss word, right? Don't use Jesus or God. And I think that's part of it, too, right? Because I think when pe- a lot of times, do you ever notice how people will say, Oh my God, or oh my, oh my God, right? And a lot of times other people don't even believe in Jesus and they're calling that name, they're calling God's name. If you don't believe, why are you saying it, <laughs> right? Oh, it's something about that name. You don't hear people saying, oh, Buddha, <laughs> right? You don't hear that. Oh, Muhammad, you know? Oh, Lucifer, you don't hear that, right? It's always God. See, there's something about that name and they don't know it, but they better watch out. Right? Because there's power in that name. Do not misuse the name of God. I love that example. And so that's why they use Adonai. Because they they didn't want to disrespect God in any way. And so we need to know his names and learn all the different um, aspects of God and facets of God that we can. Because, listen, we're not going to fully know him because he's God. But we could continue to dive in and learn more in scripture and times of prayer when he reveals himself to us in our situations. But we need to magnify his name above all other names. So let's get to know him a little bit better, shall we? El Shaddai. That means God Almighty. He is the all-sufficient one who completely satisfies and nurtures. Don't you love the sound of that? I'm going to say that one again. All-sufficient one. There's no lack there. Do you feel some lack in your life? Right? He's kind of going through the motions, like I, I'm missing something. El Shaddai, maybe that's the one we need to call on, who completely satisfies and nurtures. Sometimes I just want my mama, and she's here. <laughs> but God nurtures like no one, right? He's above all others. El Olam, the everlasting God of eternity. Everlasting God, everlasting love. He always was, he always is. Uh, sometimes we refer to him the, as the ancient of days. Because he's always existed. He's reliable. He's the one that stood the test of time because he invented it, <laughs> right? El Roy, 
the God who sees. Listen, somebody needs to hear this. This has been on my heart a lot. Somebody thinks that they're not being seen, that they're invisible, that, that you've been forgotten. God sees you where you're at. He sees you in your plight. He sees you when you're up. He sees you when you're down. He sees you maybe that you don't have anybody there. You feel like there's nobody there for you. He's there for you. He sees you and he has not forgotten you. El Elyon, the God most high, or the, the most high God. This speaks of those high places that were being t- tore down, we are talking about uh, last week, of those false gods that were being worshipped on the high places. There's only one who deserves that place. There's only one who deserves, the, deserves that throne of our heart, and that's the most high God, El Elyon. He is the one who completely satisfies, nurtures, who's dependable, the one who sees you in your pain, your loss, and he has not forgotten you. I hope you don't feel forgotten today, especially after this message. If you do, then you just turn your heart towards God, and he will show you. He will meet you where you are. And we also need to learn God's names because that's in those times of trouble where he's going to show up, kind of like this one, Jehovah Nissi. He showed up. The Lord, our banner. <clears throat> Exodus seventeen fifteen. We read, and Moses built an altar and called the name of it, the Lord is my banner. Moses told Joshua to choose some men to fight against the Amalekites. And we read this account that Moses stood on the top of a hill and he had a staff. And every time he lifted his hands, then Israel would would win in the battle. And then when he'd drop them, (laughs) then the Amalekites would prevail. He was, his hands were growing weary, so Aaron and Hur came and held up his hands, and then Joshua and his men were overwhelmed by the enemy. I just want to stop here for a minute. Sometimes we need people to come alongside of us, brothers and sisters in Christ, to hold up our hands, right? To hold us up. We need, we need them to hold us that we're weary, we're tired, can't do this thing alone. That's the family of God coming alongside you, showing you Jesus, right? We need that, especially leadership. Pastors on sabbatical, we've been talking about that. He needs us to prop him up too. He's got a, he's got a hard job, right? He needs us, he needs our encouragement, but he also needs our prayers. I hope you're praying for your pastor. But all of you, listen, every single one of you who's a believer in Jesus Christ, you are a leader as well. You are leading the way in many areas, whether it's your workplace or school or your home. And sometimes you just need to be propped up too. Listen, if you need that, you come see us. We'll pray for you. Choose a brother and sister here today, and we got you. But no more than he's got you, right? He will prop you up. An altar was built to commemorate the Israelites' victory over the Malachites. Sometimes we are weary from the fight, and we just can't see the good. We can't see an end to it. We just want to weigh out. And so sometimes we seek something else to prop us up. Sometimes we turn from God. And we go for something that maybe is easier, more immediate, maybe just to feel good or just to numb, just to escape. And that's that lesser God. That's that idol or can become that, right? We need to turn to God. Ain't nobody going to do it like God. You know that. The Bible tells us don't grow weary in doing good because in due time you will reap a harvest. The Lord is the one propping you up. He is the one rooting for you. He fights for you. He is waving his banner over you. The Lord, our banner. I love this. Um, it makes, I don't know why I get some weird thoughts sometimes when I read these things, but the, the scripture and kind of try to study it. But 
it makes me think of maybe because I'm crazy a little bit. And uh, mom, I'm sorry. That's uh, my dad. It was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me think of the, the people, uh, moms, the crazy moms, right? You know you're here. That way that are at the sports events and they're like, that's my baby, right? And, and it's like, mom, shh. Right? My mom used to do that. She was like, <laughs> so I'm calling her out now because it's payback. She used to, she used to try to embarrass me when I was a kid. <laughs> I say try. <laughs> I try to do it with my kids. They're like, yeah, you can't embarrass me. But I feel like, like, oh, it was, this is funny. I was sharing this too earlier that we went to one of Gabby's graduations. It was her two-year graduation at Faith Bible College. And there was a mom, there was a kid, a young man, and they called his name, and that mom stood up. She goes, that's my son. <laughs> I was like, oh, I didn't do it. See, there's somebody crazier than me. <laughs> I think that's God. He's, he's saying, that's my daughter. That's my son. I love you. I love you. I'm fighting for you. You might have a battle right now going on, and I'm waving this banner on because I'm rooting you on, but I'm also there in the battle with you. I've gone before you. So it's all good. It's all good. Here's another one. Jehovah Rapha. The Lord, our healer. Who needs some healing today? Emotional healing, physical healing. Who can't use a little more of that? Exodus 15, 26. If you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do that which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord, your healer. Moses was leading the Israelites in the desert. Three days they went without water, and they approached a place called Marah, and the water was bitter. They couldn't drink it, so they began to grumble and complain like people often do, <laughs> right? Like we do, and I can raise my hand to that. I love this because God didn't just say, here you go, here's some water. He, he called Moses to be a part of that. I love that. When God is moving in our lives, when God is showing up, we have a part in that. We need to put some, some feet to our faith. And he said this. He said, take a piece of wood and, sh and throw it into the water. And when he did that, that water became sweet. Now, who here needs some sweetness from the bitterness in their life? Jehovah Rapha. That's what we need. Then God issued an instruction for them to be put to the test. He says this. He said, if you will diligently listen to my voice, the voice of the Lord, your God, then those diseases won't come upon you. I'm your healer, right? The test. It's the test where we find him, right? It's the test that we need to be obedient to him in and trust in his name in. And then he shows up in some crazy cool ways, even more than we could ever imagine. And we get to see another facet of who God is. Rafi is, is the name there, or Rafa. And it means combined or combined with Jehovah. It means to be made whole. I love that word, wholeness, right? God is, he's completing a work in you, right? He's making you whole. Some of you already know that. You can, you can testify to that, how he has made you whole in some areas of your life. And maybe some of you are still going through it, but don't you give up. Don't you quit because he's with you. And he's your Jehovah Rapha. To make healthful, to heal. That great physician who heals us physically and emotionally. Jehovah Rapha. If you need that healing in your life, seek him. He is faithful. Where else in our lives do we need God to step in and show himself strong and merciful 
There, listen, whatever it is that we can need or possibly desire, there is a name for that. And that name is Jesus. That name is God. How about protection, guidance, and sh- or shepherding? We need that guidance, that protection. Then let's, let's call upon the name of Jehovah Rahi. Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. I love that because David had pondered his role as a shepherd when he wrote this. And he realized that God's role to us is like his role was to the sheep, to protect them, to keep them safe, that they can lie down and not fear being attacked or harmed. That's what God does for us. How about peace? Who here needs some peace in their life? They call on Jehovah Shalom. The Lord our peace. This name was given by Gideon when he built the altar after being assured that God would not let him die in battle. Peace is huge. And a lot of times, I mean, instead of peace, our mind is nonstop going. I, I can attest to that. Sometimes I can't turn this thing off, especially at night. Right? You guys can, can agree with that, or some of you are probably familiar with that, but you can't turn it off. I, you know what I need? I need to turn from whatever I'm thinking and doing and turn back to the one who can give me peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. So it will guard my heart and my mind. I love that he is peace, God. He's peace. He's the one I need to run to when I can't shut it down. And you too. Are you feeling all alone, discouraged? Maybe you need some comforting. Then call upon Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Again, he is there with you. He sees what you're going through. You're not alone. Are you questioning your worth? Who you are? Who am I? What is my identity? What is my image? What, what am I? Who am I? <laughs> what am I here for? Call on Jehovah M. Kadesh, the Lord who sanctifies you, who has set you apart for some really great, amazing things, the one who makes you holy. That God alone is the one who cleanses us and sets us apart for his purposes calls us his very own you are the righteousness of god in christ that's who you are it's one of the things are you needed are you in need of provision do you have some needs and desires that are unmet then let's call upon jehovah jireh our provider some of those things i think can include that approval of man or that comfort or that pleasure God will provide that for you. He is all those things. I love this verse, um, or it's a portion of a verse. Actually, it is a verse. Um, Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for a burnt offering, my son. So they went, so they went both of them together. Abraham called God his provider because he provided a sacrifice, a lamb, instead of his son that he was called to sacrifice. But I love that this speaks of the lamb of God to come. It speaks of our Savior that's provided for us to take away our sins and make a way for us to have life. And that lamb is named Jesus. The meaning of his name in in the Hebrew is Yeshua. I love that, Yeshua. And it means Jesus, I mean, it means Yahweh saves. And we know him as Jesus Christ. That is not his last name. That means he is the anointed one. He is the one prophesied to come. He is God who has come down to save the world of their sins. Not to condemn the world, but to save the world. He is Messiah. We need to know that name. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven 
given among men by which we must be saved. If we don't know that name, we don't call upon that name and put our trust in that name, then we are not saved. No matter who we turn to or what we turn to, it is insufficient. It will not get us there. Our own efforts will not get us to heaven. Oh, I'm a good person. Does not, it does not measure up to God's goodness. When the angel Gabriel spoke to Mary, he, uh, he said this, You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. Again, he's God. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Again, the same nature, equal to God, but he didn't consider himself that something to be grasped. He says, we're going to read about that right here in Philippians. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at that name of Jesus, every knee should bow. If they're not bowing now, they're going to bow one day in heaven and on earth and under earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There is no name like the name of Jesus. All those other names that I talked about can be summed up in Jesus' name. That's who he is. Aren't you glad you have Jesus? <laughs> is there any sweeter name than that name? Any more precious name, mighty name than the name of Jesus? Jesus says this, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus provided a way for us to know God and be known by God. Over 2,000 years ago, God intervened into our circumstances. He stepped into our hopeless situation, and he showed himself compassionate, strong, and merciful, and he gave us a new covenant. We, we just partook in the remembrance of that today, of what God had done by sending his son, what Jesus had done by shedding his blood and pouring it out for you and I, giving us life, providing the only suitable sacrifice to tear down and remove our sin closing that infinite gaping chasm that kept us separated from God the Father. Where not only do we not know him, but he did not know us. As Jesus says, those that don't know him, those that don't belong to him, he will say this, depart from me because I, I know you not. That's a sad statement. But that's, that's what happens when we reject the one true God and go for something less. He's the one who has casted out fear. Fear was something, man, that plagued me for a lot of years. Ultimately, the fear of death. And we don't have to fear death because we have eternal life in Jesus Christ. He cast out fear with his perfect love. God spared no good thing because he loves you and longs for relationship with you. What a good God. Why do we need to know that name? Because there is no other name above that name or beside that name or over that name. There is no other God. Oh, that name. There's never been a time in my life, well, I should say this, um, I don't remember everything that happened in my past, because as we get older, we forget, I think, more, but I can look back and I can see where God, and I've talked about this before, but it's so 
I get these memories and these little pictures of how God was there. He showed up at that time. I remember when I was a little girl, my mom used to talk to me about Jesus. And we didn't always go to church, but she talked to me about Jesus. And I just knew there was something special about that name. That that name needed to be revered and honored. I'll be honest with you, I used to say that that name or more might be used to more like a good luck charm. Sometimes little kids do that until you understand that you can have a relationship with him and that just changes everything. But I remember we would say a prayer. (laughs) Sometimes you just get the Jesus scared into you. And I'm not saying my mom scared me, but I'm just saying this is the prayer that we all used to say. You guys probably know it. Now I lay me down to sleep. (laughs) I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I need you because I'm going to die in the morning if not. (laughs) Tim Hawkins does. He's a comedian. I don't know if you know. You got to watch him talking about that. It is so funny. I tried to do a little bit, but whatever. You all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) I just remember he was always a part of my life. He was always there providing for me, protecting me, loving me, even though I didn't always call upon him and know him but I did give my life to him at a a young age and even though I kind of turned from him especially in my teenage years where I was doing things I didn't need to be doing he was still there kind of tapping on my shoulder I'm here I'm here remember doing something that I shouldn't have been doing kind of was like in this huddled circle I just keep on remembering that with a bunch of my friends and we're probably taking part in something illegal (laughs) doing something some kind of illegal substance and we were we were together in this huddle and I remember just looking back and thinking that God was there tapping on my shoulder. I'm here. I would love to tell you that I didn't continue on in that, in that way, but that would be a lie. But he was showing me he was there. And sometimes some of us, we turn our backs on God because we're going through something and we forget that he's there and he's tapping you on the shoulder. So I'm right here. Just turn towards me. Just call upon my name. I got you. I will rescue you from where you're at. That's what he did with me. That's what he keeps on doing with me. He's always been there. There is no name like the name of Jesus. I'm going to go through a list of names, and this is just not an exhaustive list because you know what? In your own personal walks with the Lord, he has been something different to you that maybe is not on this list. But I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. And so if you want to keep on saying amen during this time that I'm saying, you want a hallelujah, whatever, go for it. Because <laughs> it's about that name. He is our advocate. Alpha and Omega, first and last, author and finisher of our faith, beautiful, bread of life, bridegroom, creator, deliverer, everlasting father, a friend that sticks closer than a brother, the good shepherd, the great I am, the head of the church, holy, 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 image of God, Emmanuel, God with us, our intercessor, Jehovah. He is just. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the Lamb of God. He was the Lamb that was slain. He is the light of the world, Lord of all, man of God, man of sorrows, mediator, Messiah, mighty God, perfect, prince of peace, provider, redeemer, resurrection and the life, righteous, rock, our Savior, our very salvation, our shield, our sword, our strength, Son of God, the true vine, The way, the truth, the life, the word, Yahweh. He was tempted without sin. He was betrayed. He was condemned. He was rejected, despised, wounded, scourged, forsaken, crucified. And he rose again. And he's coming back. And his name is Jesus. But when he comes again, will he know your name? Only if you put your trust in his. Only if you have answered that question in the affirmative, is he your God? 
for years. My nephew Cameron um, was up here on this platform at one, once upon a time, <laughs> not too long ago. We had a youth group in here, and he was given a message, and I love his message. It was called, What Are You Chasing? He spoke about all these things that he had been chasing and that other people can chase. He, he used his own examples, and I can, I'm sure you won't mind that I'm using it, but it was, it's just too late because I already said it in first service anyway. <laughs> he talked about a bike that he wanted, and it was really expensive, a mountain bike or something, and he had uh, to save a lot of money, and he finally got it. And then he was like, then I wanted the next one. He had a dirt bike too, but he wanted even a bigger and better dirt bike, he was saying, faster. And he didn't say this one in here, but I'm going to add it because I know this of my nephew. The boy's always looking for the next best phone, <laughs> right? But I added that in there in parentheses, but that's there. <laughs> and then he goes on to say, then that, you know, the bike and the motorcycle and all that, not good enough. I wanted the car, the race car or the, you know, sports car or whatever it is. The one that's really expensive. And then he's like, oh man, why'd I buy that? Sometimes we just have to go through some stuff to be like, oh yeah, I won't do that again. But he was saying that. He's like, it was never enough. And he goes, and when we chase after things, it's never enough. We're never satisfied. We're always wanting bigger. We're always wanting better. We're always wanting new things. Never satisfying us. Because when you chase after those things, it leaves you empty. But instead, chase after God. And he said this because he is the only one. I love that he said this. He is the only one that will satisfy completely and at the same time leave you wanting more of him. And that's a good thing to want more of to desire him with all of your heart. He will give you more if you desire more of him. You can't know him enough, but he's going to keep on giving you more. Dive deep into that. Know God and know who he is because when you do, when you know him and you know those names, you're not gonna, nothing else is going to satisfy. You don't even want that. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. Call upon that name. I love that song that we sang. Forgiveness was bought with that precious blood of Jesus. Oh, and maybe some of you are here today. Gabby, can you come up? Maybe some of you are here today and you've been chasing after some lesser things. Maybe you've been dependent on things other than God and they have left you empty and unsatisfied. Maybe you have never called upon that name of Jesus to be saved. Anybody here Saying, you know what, I don't, I don't want that. None of that stuff is good for me. What I want is Jesus. And you've never called upon that name. You've never received him as your savior. If that's you, heads bowed, eyes closed. If that's you and you're saying, I want Jesus, I call him, I choose him today. And you've never done this before, raise your hand. Today's the day. You know, what do you got to lose? 